0: Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 52. I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's guest, this will be a really cool conversation. It'll kind of fuck with some people's minds once we get into what he's actually up to and how he's doing it. Um, him and I met years ago. Uh, he was in a band playing off of the Cloud Trail. You'll he'll, he'll remember where it was. Anyways, we've kind of uh, didn't talk for a decade and then kind of reconnected the last couple of years. So uh, when I started this podcast... You were on my list right away. You probably didn't know that, but as guests. So this will, this, this will be a cool one. I wanted to get to you for a okay. while. So this will be awesome. Awesome. Uh, so go ahead, name, and tell everyone what tell everybody what you're up to. So my name is Daniel San Martin, uh, owner-operator of
1: Top Line Painting and Spray Coatings here in Calgary, Alberta. And I've been doing interior archi- architectural coatings for the past 16, 17 years now. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and as you were saying, i um, I I was in the music thing before. I had a band and stuff like that. So, painter by day, musician by night, family man all the time. So, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and and we're gonna weave through a bunch of different things. But um, you know, once we get into your like branding, your marketing brain, I think that'll be an interesting conversation for me to hear, and for me to be involved in. So, you've seen a couple of these. So, I like the guests to go back as far as they want to go. You know, how you grew up. Where you grew up. Oh, sure. Yeah. What, no what you're into, what you're what inspired you, and then we'll kinda weave our way to, to where you are today.
1: All right, yeah. Well, I was born and raised in Calgary, so I've lived here my whole life. Um yeah, I, I got into the trades after high school. I kinda didn't really know what I wanted to do. I did some traveling and stuff like that.
0: Um was school norm- normal norm- like grew up normal. Went to school, grew d- up normal didn't love went it. to
1: school. I mean, I was I, w- I feel I feel like I was that kid that um had great potential to do great things, but I feel like maybe I was a little bit of like a daydreamer, wanderer, you know what I mean? So, and that was cool. Um, immigrant parents who worked really, really hard, but worked a ton. They worked all the time. So what'd they do? Um, my dad was a baker, a master baker actually. And my mom was mostly a stay at home mom, uh, Italian mom, typical Italian mom, just always cooking, cleaning there for the family. She worked too a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean, and we didn't start working. Well, actually, that's, no, we, we started working early. When I was 14, I had my first job. Um, but didn't really know what I wanted to do. What were you
0: doing? What was that first gig? You
1: know, I was prep cook. I was a prep cook. With your dad or no? No. Just like, a,
0: was it a family uh, connection? No. Okay. No, I just, we needed to work,
1: you know? And, uh, and my parents did okay. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we, we had a pretty good childhood. I would say that when we got older, my dad worked all the time and me and my brother, just two brothers, free reign, bro. Cause we, your dad was never around. He's never around. He's working and he worked nights. So when he was home during the day, he was sleeping. So my poor mom, God bless her soul. ma. Um, <laughs> she, yeah. And, uh, and you know what? I never thought about even the trades or anything like that. Um, until someone approached me with it, it was mostly just, Having fun, get through high school, and never went to college. Never yeah. went to university. Just worked where I could, and then right about that time was when I started getting into music too. Mm. Um, and I wish I would have got into it a little bit sooner because it—it definitely was. I realized when I got into it, this was like my one true love. Mm. I, that was like what I should have been doing. But it was late, late. It life. was a little late in life, and um, I think I had you know a little bit of talent to do it. And uh, I really wish I could have progressed, but. Um, Everything happens for a reason, you know. Uh, so I, I I worked a bit here and there, like traveled, random
0: random jobs, random like jobs out like of high school. Just out of whatever. high
1: school, yeah, random jobs. And then I I traveled a bit, came back, and was I think working at like a Subaru dealership or something like that, detailing cars.
0: Okay.
1: And a buddy of mine's like, "Hey man, like, do you want to paint houses?" And I'm like. All right, sure. So I go check it out, and um, I grew up in northeast Calgary. So when I seen these houses on the outskirts, these big mansions, I was like, "Yeah, I want to paint houses, definitely." So that's how I got into that. All the while still doing music, um, but then my girlfriend got pregnant. Uh, I was, she was nineteen, I was twenty. Yep. So right then, it's just dive into painting. Um,
0: with your buddy, like with with another company, or what were
1: you doing? While I was subcontracting, or sorry, I started working for a company by the hour. Um, that's how I got into painting. And then eventually just built up tools. My brother came along. And then we started subcontracting, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. But all the while, well, my girlfriend got pregnant. So we just dope. I just dove into that. Yeah. I just needed to, you know, you to survive. Make a I need yeah, to yeah. make a living. Yeah, yep.
0: absolutely. So but, the, the music thing in, in high school, were you like, did you, were you like in the bedroom? Nobody knew that you were messing around? Yeah. Were you like
1: keeping it on the DL? I was a closet singer for, until my first band came out and we played a show and I had so many of my buddies were like, what the fuck?
0: When, when and where was that? That was at Below Deck Tavern when oh man like how old were you think like in high school ish no
1: actually this is all after high school okay. this is all after high school okay. this is trying to do the band do the company and raise a family you did yeah. yeah and that eventually you know i had
0: to give some of it up yeah but um uh, but yeah yeah so what was that, that first time. gig
1: like it was amazing
0: so, wh- so what was the band was it your did you put the band together like? yeah
1: so i had a couple buddies that we would jam with all the time and that started opening me up to the scene and being like oh man like i could do this this is awesome honestly dude playing music for the first time with a group of people in unison in time with a band was so addicting it was like better than any drug i'd ever done like like just goosebumps just you're like whoa what the heck this is it's a universal language and it touches everybody it doesn't matter skin color age don't matter Mm -hmm. if you can touch somebody and that's why i fell in love with it because i'm a singer i was the the singer in the band so i felt that i think a little bit more than maybe some of the other guys not to take away from their skill but you're there you're at the front you have to engage and hopefully they like your voice you know what i mean so there's a lot going on but it was just amazing you'd get the cheers you'd make them feel what you feel when you hear a great song Mm -hmm. and you can do that to people it Mm -hmm. was awesome Mm -hmm. it was it was everything but uh but yeah, so I did that. Until, what was the band like, called? The Lost Lemons. Yeah, we always? were like always it one always, band? Always, yeah. So okay. so essentially, came out of high school, started playing, um, was messing around, different jobs, all the while hanging out with my buddies. My buddy's dad gave me a drum kit. And he was like, because I went to his house, and all of a sudden, I'm just ripping these beats. I'd never had a drum kit in my life. Is there any I, musical background
0: in your family? My family is very
1: musical. Okay. My dad's a really good musician. Um Artist, but he was, uh, he started late, so he never did it too much. Sometimes he'd break out the keyboard, you know, have a couple beers on his day off and like jam. And so there was some stuff there, lots of music in the house. We'd always wake up to hear and whatever gypsy <laughs> kings wheel glacius whatever it was <laughs> my mom loved the 50s <laughs> it's so it's like all over the place right
0: it's so funny but i used to wake up and my mom would be rocking like rick ashley lionel richie mj uh dirty dancing soundtrack yes oh, like, like one pumping. of the best <laughs> yeah i feel you man uh, yeah that's
1: that was us too and um and like I said, we, it's not that we were poor, but it's, we were putting, my parents were putting their energy and money into what they probably thought was important. So no, it was, it, you, there wasn't like drum sets and like music classes. So it wasn't until I kind of got out of high school, was doing my own thing, make my own money that I could start, you know, diving into different things. Going yep. to open mics, jamming with my buddies whenever I wanted yep. to, right? But singing. Like, well, singing was, uh, I was, like I said, a closet singer for a long time. So you like. I would sing in at home? the shower, at home, in the car, whenever I wasn't around my buddies because they all listened to, uh, like more like gangster rap yep. and, and stuff like that. And not a lot of rock and roll. It was a lot of rap, a lot of R and B. Yep. Yeah. What were you singing? Oh man. Boys to Men. Yeah. Backstreet Boys, 112. Yep. Anything that had a good melody that felt good to me that I could touch. Mm-hmm. Um some Michael Jackson, it's really hard to sing. But once I got into music and started doing it more, it's really it you have to try and find yourself, you know. It's great to be able to do covers and like sound like that person or or do what do it well. Yep. But um finding your own voice was something that that's why I started the original band, the the original Reggae Rock band. I just took all the influences, everything, telling my buddies that so I was jammed with these group of guys. I'm like, dude, we need to start like our own stuff. No, nah, 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 nah. so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. So I rounded up some dudes, yep. some of the some of the existing guys, and just, you know, went hard. We probably rehearsed and wrote for like two years before we even played our first gig. Hmm. We were, cause I was just like, no, I don't want to just do the circuit cover band thing. We'd slightly done it slightly, yep. but poorly. So I didn't want to do it that way. So yeah, I created the Lost Lemons with some help with the other guys. and yep. just what was started the style? Writing. It was like reggae rock, sublimish kind of feel. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was groovy, right? It was groovy, real groovy. And people loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, real booty shakers. You can pack a dance floor with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Up tempo. It was great. It mm-hmm. was awesome, man! It was like some of the best times.
0: Yeah. And how how long did that how long did that run go for? Oh man, very short. Was it really? Uh,
1: yeah, unfortunately, it was because like these guys were good, right? Like we were, we were good. I I thought we were good. Uh, I think it's like anything. Sometimes the scenes are a little clicky, so yep. you got to put in a lot of work to get to the places you want to be.
0: Well, and uh, you when you came in late into it, family, yeah job painting and then that you can't really give it everything
1: no no it's tough um having a family is probably the best thing that ever happened to me and there's no ever regrets there but if you want to do it well you have to give all your time to to them and i'm okay with that every day i'm okay with that uh i'll always have music you know, I can sit at home, I can jam, I can sing, I can sing in the shower, I can still go to open mics and stuff. Do you? Have you? Um, do you have the time well, to do it? Corona kind of screwed that up. Yeah. So what happened was the band members started moving away. Mm. So I was like, okay, do we regroup this? Um, we didn't um, with the remaining three guys. We just wrote in a little in-house studio the drummer had. Yep. Um, but the drummer eventually moved away with his wife to f- pursue his dreams, which is great. Uh, and then Corona kind of happened, so it just kind of died. Um, and then I just concentrated more on my business, my family, my social media end of stuff. Yep. Um, and now, recently, it's coming back. So now I'm regrouping some guys and no way. You know, getting some, yeah, a little bit more, I think more acoustic stuff because yep. the full band, man, like we were at one point, we had almost eight members. No Wait. Yeah. We would, it wasn't full time eight members, but when we would do big gigs, we would, you know, bring in a horn section or some conga player, mm-hmm. or, you know. That was a lot of booking mm-hmm. and I was so busy with my family and my job and
0: uh, it was taxing, man. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. So yeah. now the singing thing, like, do you, are you rolling up and down 17 singing in your you know, truck? No, I haven't decided what to do yet. But so are you like day to day, are you still singing? to this? Oh, every day. Like, yeah, okay. I,
1: like I have a little amp and a guitar and I just turn it on and try and have it be like the most live feel I can. You know, I have the mic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, do we do like the circuit? Do we book ourselves some shows around or do I just go busk like, and still get what I need from it? You know, which is what, what can you, yeah. What I need from it is I, uh, man, my dad was so talented. And one day when I was a kid, I was going through this box and I opened up this book and it was his sketchbook and I was blown away, blown away, dude. I'm like, because my dad was just always such a hardworking man, a little bit grumpy, very strict, mm-hmm. worked his butt off. He's he, probably stressed out though, right? Oh, All dude, the time. 100%. So that's why he's grumpy. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> okay. I totally get all that my because, oh, dude. it's And I'm doing sort of what they did in a time where it's like, we have a little bit more than what they had. So yeah, I could only imagine the stress that they had. So it's like, I could never hate on my parents for anything they've done. They, they didn't make any mistakes. How could you? right you're just Mm -hmm. you're you're just trying to get by Mm -hmm. but i took some of you know i seen his portfolio I'm thinking to myself what the fuck man like you are incredibly talented why you just never did it so i said that to the band when i first put the band together there was a couple guys that didn't come along and i was like i don't want to die with my talent in me man i don't care if i have one album two albums i don't care as long as it's there and i can be like i did that And even if I listen back to myself, like, great, I have something that I feel like if someone wanted to take a little piece of that and enjoy it. Sure. Great. Thank you. If not, I'm okay with it. So now in my life, I just need singing. I need music. So I'm like, do I need to be famous? No. Do I need to have a little bit of recognition for what I'm doing? Sure. Busking seems like a great way to do it. You're just out there doing whatever you want free. Mm -hmm. You can, you can, you know, attract a crowd there's so much politics in music, even in a small town like this, that mm-hmm. it's like, do I wanna book a show? Oh, make sure you can you fill the venue? Can you do this? Can you do that? I more just wanna like sing, mm-hmm. maybe get something down. Social media is something that I'm like, I could just start like a
0: TikTok well, page. I would dude, I was I was you took the words out of my I, mouth. I thought about it. Well it for someone like you who understands social, who who's crushed it. Thank you. Um to all of a sudden, spin up like whatever your real name or however you want to do it on social, and just and it's all music, yeah. Because it's all like it's it, all videos, right? It's all videos. So you on video singing some covers and originals and different genres. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I see. I mean, if there's like twelve year old kids that are killing it doing yeah. that, I'm like, well, I could probably do that.
0: It's. You it's know? like it's <laughs> you, you're set up to do it, which is which is interesting because then yeah. all of a sudden you don't have to. um you're not relying on anybody. You're, no. not, you're not waiting for – you're not selling yourself to a venue – eventually you get to a spot where they're coming to you yeah. and you get to that point. So you're yeah. not really. Well, I thought if I was going to do any more live music stuff here in town, I'm going to do it my way this yeah. time. And
1: so working more with people I know that, you know, have venues that yeah. are doing small shows. I know a few people through my brother and cause he's a DJ in town and stuff. So there's, there's avenues. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hit the circuit anymore. No. Like let's just book all these. No, it's no your, you're going to do
0: it your thing. way. I'm going to do it my way. But it's a, you're thinking about this hey oh man like the music thing is not going
1: away it's not it can't it can't i would uh it's it's i'm sure somebody has everybody has something that they can fall back on and if you don't please find it because it's the only way that's going to keep you sane in this world um even if you have the greatest life there's there's things deep inside of you that need to be touched. Like for me, it's singing and music. It does something to me that nothing else does. Even painting the most beautiful homes. I love it. And I step back and I'm like, damn, we fucking did that. Like, Mm -hmm. good job. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same with music. It's That's something that's just for you. Um, So that, yeah, it'll never die. I'm just, just don't know if I want to take it to, it's always like that level where people... You know, it's like okay, we're gonna do it. Oh, we gotta have an album. We gotta push this out. Mm. We gotta do this. We gotta. I'm like, just do it for you right now. Yeah. And I feel like if you don't push it, that's when things happen. Actually, when you're mm. like, oh, well, I didn't actually think this was gonna do
0: very yeah. well. You know, it's it's so it's interesting. You you said that the the podcast just before you, we were talking about just kind of um, how things she believes in, like things are happening organically. Yeah, man. She just talks about it. She talks about it, like, you know, she's talking about it in front of a group and that person, one somebody in the group is like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about and you need to talk to this person. And, like yeah. it just starts opening thing, opening up doors Yeah, man. versus I need to do this, I need to do that and mm-hmm. trying to schedule it. Yeah. And I found that
1: too when we first started because writing music is like that. You can't force it because um, it's really hard to write music i can't imagine it's well it isn't it isn't it's like it depends on what you're doing if there's like a group of guys and you're all putting your your part in and and your piece then it can get a little difficult if one guy's writing it all and then he's bringing it to the musicians and then saying play this part and they're really good at what they do then it's easy and it's like oh he told me to play okay boom you're like yep that's exactly how i want it boom um (laughs) excuse me but when it comes to like everyone putting their part in People saying, oh, it should sound like this. Oh, it should sound like this. No, it should go like this. No, it should go. I'm like, so we used to write all off the floor in the jam. We're not sit-down sheet music type of writers. It's like, hey man, I had this lick. One guy starts playing it. The drummer puts his part. The lead guy puts his part. I would just start mumbling melodies and stuff. Yep. And then eventually i would have to go home and write it and really get it solid. But we found that the more we forced it more just like no we got to get this song done just the, the longer it took mm. so it's like yeah i agree with you it's like that kind of with a lot of things sometimes when you're not forcing it and you, <laughs> well here's a good one
0: yes <laughs> i already know it's gonna be good because <laughs> you're fucking laughing
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's like having kids bro you have kids <laughs> no, no I don't. okay so we had one kid our first child luca and uh that happened quite easy and then, you know, you, <laughs> you're like, if you try and plan a second kid, it might happen that easy. But from what I've heard from a num- number of people, it becomes work. And then when you're on a regimented schedule, like, okay, sweetheart, I'm I'm on this <laughs> ovulating here. And it's like, we got it like this. For us, eventually it came to the point where I was like, okay, it'll happen when it happened. And literally it was like a week later it happened. Yeah. So it's, it's like that, you know. And I think it's the same thing with music. I think if I just put it back in the universe. Yep. Do it a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Think about it; things will happen with it. Oh well, yeah, and the TikTok fire, obviously. The TikTok fire, yeah. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of TikTok myself. But I see so many avenues on it.
0: Well, yeah, you can imagine the um, the rabbit hole of you know, all of a sudden you find these these crazy musicians that. Oh yeah. That you could appreciate though You could, you can do all of that on yeah, there. Yeah. which well, is that's really
1: cool. why I thought about it because yeah. the, there are days I go down the rabbit hole and I'm looking at stuff. I'm like, Oh wow. Like, like, how is this person not famous? Mm-hmm. Like, well, mm-hmm. look at all this talent just floating around out there, yep. which is another reason why I'm like, well, that's probably maybe a, po- a little bit of a reason not to do it because I'm like, really, what am I going to get out of it? Cause at the end of the day, you, you, if you do anything in life, you really should be sort of doing it for yourself. That's got to be the root of it. The root of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. But
0: Yeah, but it, I think it's interesting because if you you do it for yourself, and but you're going to put in work and effort, and if it's not recognized a little bit, you okay, know, like outside of your family you, or friends. F- you
1: feel me then. Just a little bit. It has to. And that's why if, if I were to just sing in the shower in the car all the time and just work on my voice all the time and keep saying to myself, like, man, you nailed that. That would only go so far, yeah, for so long, for so long, mm-hmm. until I get that itch, mm-hmm. you know, and it is an itch. It's it's a big time itch. Yeah, yeah. The the only
0: um, it's interesting um, speaking to musicians because the only my only ref, point of reference is when I was a DJ. Yeah, and you know, having those nights where it's just everything's perfect. The crowd is perfect. Your selections were yeah. right. At, you played the right thing at the right time. People are screaming at you. The lights come on, and everyone's just like, "What yes. the hell was that?" Yeah, man. and it's that feeling that uh, I chased for like nine, eight, nine years, yeah. and it's so hard to actually to replicate it because it takes so many things to make that night yeah. perfect. Yeah, but then when you're done with it, it took years to like to find something that would replace that. Those kind of goosebumps, you know?
1: It's hard to replace, man. Yeah. It's very hard to replace. Yeah,
0: especially being a singer, it's like. You can kind of
1: like, you know, you do your first set, everything's going great. You do your second set, you can feel like, okay, yeah, we're now we're, now we're going. You know where it's going. You get to that third set, and it's like you have them yep. right there. And it's like you've just made friends with every single person in that room, and you've never even met them. Mm-hmm it's just amazing. You,
0: you can't a, you can't awesome. find that anywhere else. You can't
1: find it anywhere else, really, no. And it's a
0: dangerous chase, though, too, I find. Yeah. I think a lot of people waste a lot of their lives chasing it. Yep.
1: You know? And uh, my parents, super strict in the sense that it's like you work to make money. Mm-hmm. I do believe, though, in my heart of hearts that if I started earlier, I might have gone a different direction in life. Mm. I, th-
0: I do truly believe that. Yeah. Is, that's got to be... When, when, and if you ever have time to think about it, I'm no, sure that's no regrets, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let's uh, weave back into um, having your first child, gigging, and then the painting thing. So how does the? You oh, I was just doing kinda, everything, man. I'm a workaholic, and and now that you get to look back on this, and I don't know how often you do this, but when you look at your parents and look at what you're doing, this, the similarities. No like work ethic wise work ethic for sure that's all I mean
1: yeah absolutely I mean. absolutely but my dad I remember when I first got into painting I had two opportunities that day one for like a company with like full benefits like a, all the perks and yep. everything and per- then perks uh, perks yeah, yeah. and then there was painting and I remember my dad saying to me like think hard about this because if you're going to go the self-employed route you're going to be married at to it for the rest of your life and then you know it's always that make sure you have six months savings make sure you have this make sure you have that so where's that crossroads there he took that route when when he first came to canada he started doing odd jobs he was actually doing the trades but then he realized with well, a family no i'm going to take benefits i'm going to take the security mm-hmm. i cannot you know shame him for that at all nope. absolutely but we didn't do it that way um but it's different day and age uh My mom all the time, typical Italian mom, don't work so much. You guys work so much. And I'm like, ma, like seriously, (laughs) like if you had the opportunities, I think you would have took them too, but they were older and, uh, they didn't want to take very many risks. I can't blame them for that. The risk to come here was like. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And my dad worked his butt off like all the time, but seeing that and looking back at that, I'm like, do I really want that? You know? And even though I work probably five times as much as my father ever did, there's a lot of a lot more benefits to what we're doing than what he did. It was not the easy route. It's crazy because he was like, "Dude, I was make twenty four bucks an hour," and like, I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "That was good." I'm like, "That was good." He's like, "That was good." I'm like, "All right, damn, crazy." Um, so yeah, I look back, but I try not to yep. too much. Because, I mean, it hurts my feelings a little bit to think about, man, there's nothing worse than, than a wasted life. And I feel that way sometimes. Not that they wasted it, but like, you know, if they didn't start late, if they didn't have kids, where would they be? What would they be doing? Would have they've been happier? Mm. Um, but it's hard. Like, you, you try not to think about that stuff. You just yep. try and uh, appreciate what they've done and not let them down for the work they've put in for you. Right, And I think a lot of people are screwing that up. But, yep.
0: uh, so your choice between working somewhere or kind of spinning up your own paint business, was that kind of your, at your point, like subcontracting? It, it, yeah,
1: well, actually, so when I first started painting, it was by the hour. I was like a friend of a friend that's like I said, you want to paint houses? Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I see it's like these mansions. So I'm like, oh, sweet. So you're on like, the
0: end of a roller or a brush? What were you doing? <clears throat> everything.
1: All prep work. Okay. Uh, no no finished coating, just all grunt work. Yep. All prep. Mm-hmm. You know, paintings, all prep work. So yep. it was all prep. And it's it's um, all um, interior stuff. So like doors, trims, everything. Mm-hmm. Which we are uh, like, hey, have you ever painted before? Like, shit, yeah, I painted my room. Then you come here like, oh, like. <laughs> no i've never painted before Ten thousand square feet here (laughs) and it's everything doors windows frames railings bookcases it's all of it so it was a whole nother thing um it was more probably being young and seeing these houses and being like no i'd rather do this right you're not looking at the security right then my girlfriend hadn't got pregnant yet Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i was like maybe i worked for these guys for like maybe a year and my girlfriend got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, my dad's like, why are you working with them? Go work with your uncles over here doing this. So I left the custom game and I went and worked in production painting for like two years. Doing what? Um, uh, Production homes is more just volume. So okay. like cookie cutter houses. Yep. Yeah, just smaller expect, stuff. Yeah, yeah. In and out, you're maybe in there for three, four days. Yep. I was on a spray crew, so we were doing all the spraying.
0: With the, with your f- uncles? With my
1: uncles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so my dad's like, <laughs> so why are you working
0: is- with these guys? Like, go work over here.
1: I'm <laughs> like, all right, once again, like, yes, pa, <laughs> i want to, yeah, okay, sure. So yep. I went to did that. It was a great learning experience because mm-hmm. I learned so much stuff that really helped me with my custom home game. Yeah. Um, so then I went back to the custom home game. And as we started learning, then eventually we started subbing. Then my brother joined in, and yeah, w- w- that was it from there. My girlfriend, finally we had our first son came, yep. and then finally I just said, "All right, I see an avenue here um, to really be able to grab the bull by the horns." That like I didn't have to be completely strapped down to, you know, working for somebody by the hour forever. I yep. seen the bigger picture, so I was like, "Yeah, I think I'll just do this. You know, I'll I'll stay here."
0: How many years ago was that? Well, my son's 15. That's it. So I was, yeah, I was almost gonna, there's 17 your marker. Years. Yeah, my son's
1: 15, man. It's crazy. It's, I haven't even hit. I just turned 38 on well, a couple days ago. No, happy bladed. Thank you, man. Youngster.
0: <laughs> do I still look it? <laughs> oh, these cameras are know. good. <laughs> They're too good. Get my good side. <laughs> um, when you say you saw an opportunity, what, what was it? Like you knew you didn't want to do like hourly right away. I so think it was something.
1: The, I seen the independence in it. You know, because I found that, you know, a lot of my buddies, um, some of their dads were very, very wealthy, worked their way from the bottom to the top of a company. But I always felt like there was a little bit of like always going to be a cap there. And I seen the independence in it. I knew that I'm like, okay, if I stick with this long enough and learn the skill, learn the trade, that I'll be able to do whatever I want one day. Hmm. You know, and it's not stepping on toes or being like, thanks for teaching me. But now I got to go. Yep. It, I'm glad it didn't even work out that way. It actually just the work wasn't enough, and we had to go it on our own. So it worked out great. Yeah. Um. But as soon as I got the taste of on my own, and you know, uh, the sky was the limit. Now it's just I'm just hungry all the time for that. I'm a bit of a workaholic, bit, uh, bit, <laughs> and, and, a, and a bit of a dreamer. Um. I'll go for it mm-hmm. every time. I I don't care.
0: So how did you um? You we know, decide to. Essentially, you spun up your own crew, right? Your own business. Eventually, yeah. And then kind of, yeah. when you decide, like, the, there's opportunity, how are you getting those opportunities?
1: Well, it's a lot through networking. So I subcontracted for a long time before I even went completely on my own. Okay. So when I say I went on my own, um, so we worked for these guys by the hour. Yep. They taught us. And they said, oh, you know, if you get some tools, you guys can do the spraying. We'll come behind you. We'll paint the walls. So right there, it's like, you're sort of already self-employed. They're paying you differently. Yep. They're giving you the responsibility yep. here, you know? So we started with that. Um, and then, and then it came into a point where they were giving me enough work that I'm like, Oh, well we could probably have a guide to help us do this. So then we start with that. And then I guess, I think it would be the recession for sure. I don't know which one now, because it seems like there's been a few of them, but, um, Work fell out and then finally it was like, hey, we don't have enough work to keep you guys busy anymore. So that was really like, oh man, like out the door. So then to kind of keep, you know, the money rolling in because it was very hard to get into these high-end builders. Um, you could have all the experience you want, but sometimes it's like you got to know people. Yep, They're not just going to trust you. Yep. Um. So I just kept subbing and just networking and meeting different people like, uh, like Mike Steen, for example, right. You just meet different people, you network. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's just like here, there, and things fall into place. And then time went on
0: and, um, but this, is that, was that comfortable though? Just to, to like trust it, to trust that process. (laughs) You're like, you're like, okay, I I think I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm doing the right thing, but it's taking, it's taking months. It's taking years to build these relationships. It took 17, I think I'm going on 17 years to finally land
1: my dream builder. Mm. And I'm glad I'm still young and that I started young. Uh, And I'm blessed. I'm very thankful because we're getting an opportunity to do this kind of at like the pinnacle of my life a little bit like at the height of it you yeah. know i'm like in my prime it's the perfect time it's the perfect time but i'd already put in almost 16 years but, but people never see that right They're never it's like an iceberg yeah right you never yeah. see all that on the bottom you're yeah. just seeing what's on the top and, mm-hmm. and i get it but uh but yeah i just i was ruthless man
0: and and, and that that slow like relationship build it was everything like you, just, you were and as basic as that is you're like on a job site you talked like a, you know, you talked to people. Yeah. Showed up on time. Did yeah. good. Work. It was like all the basic things. All right? the basic things, and then just, um, I mean,
1: there's a little bit of, you got to be a little bit hardcore too, you know. And it's not to say that you want to step on toes or you want to hurt feelings, but everyone needs to, you know, make a buck. Yeah. So it was like, how do I go about this without? <clears throat> I'm I'm sure I could have got way more builders earlier on a piece of me is thankful that I didn't because I might not have been prepared. I'm still learning lessons every day. I'm still learning lessons, but, um, you know, I could have easily been like, no, I'm going to take this, you know, I'm going to take this from you. I'm going to take this from you, but just cutting cutting people. And, uh, and we're young. We're one of the youngest spray crews out there. Maybe not completely. I think there's still a lot of younger guys coming up, but at that time it's like, you know, people see opportunity in that and there's been opportunities and I, I've turned them down, that's, and the integrity in me, I'm like, nah, I, yeah. don't wanna do yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to make my way like that.
0: Because you can see, because you know you're in it for the long term, and you don't want to be 100%. like burned. I don't want to be burned. And I don't want to create any
1: negative relationships with people that I might eventually have to do business with again. Small city. It's small city. So I'm like, ah, you know. But I still made good money. You know, yeah. I was smart with it. was able to raise my family, even subcontracting. I mean, I worked. My wife will tell you right now. I worked. <laughs> every day all day because when i was subbing i was like how do i get out of subbing now well you got to create another network so it's like weekends evenings wherever i could side jobs whoever
0: whoever Mm -hmm. and then
1: eventually like you said it's that network and it's like well this person oh i know that i know this painter and the Mm -hmm. next thing you know it's like oh well actually oh this guy
0: actually he's my buddy he actually builds houses Mm -hmm. it's like oh here we go. Yeah. 17 years. Uh, 17 years. Yeah, which, just, don't forget it. Which is now Now that I don't know how much time you spend <clears throat> reflecting back on on this, but it's got to be a bit of a mind fuck when you think about like 17 years to get you to your like, you know, to, <clears throat> to, to start working with the builder. Yeah. And just the amount of work and time and effort to get there. Like it's a, I, it's, it's, a long, it's a shift. It's a shift.
1: It, and all the while I had a small family and then bring another child into the world. So mm-hmm. it's like, now you're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Um, you just can't give up, yep. you know, and just have a vision and just go for it. And I knew what I wanted and where I wanted to be. And I think that's ever since I was a kid, I was like that. Um, I just, I believe strongly in the universe, whatever you want to take it, anybody mm-hmm. wants to take it as, but yep. I always just found that, you know, hey, I want to do music. Well, I can partially sing. Well, I can get better at that. So I got better at that. Well, that's not enough now. Uh, I I need to be able to play guitar. Teach myself to play guitar. Great. Okay, no, but you know what? I think you have some talent here. You should start a band. Oh, well, I don't think I'm ready for that. So I go to jams. And it's just like everything I put my mind to, I've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And I can say that without feeling like I'm bragging. I'm very, very happy and confident in what I've done.
0: Um, It makes sense, though, because... It's to to have the courage to actually like dream it, and then go after oh, it, man. you know that's not like uh it's not being a narcissist or anything. It's not be it's not an ego play. It's I just, don't think so. It's just vision, and then yeah. you have the work ethic to go get it.
1: Yeah, I always tell people like there's a fine line between cocky and confident. Yeah. and I think that if you're confident and you know yourself that you can make miracles happen. Yep, it it's happened. It's happened to me. It's happened to many other people. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. don't give up,
0: right? Yeah. Just Don't ever give up. So the vision of, and this is where I, uh, I've been looking forward to getting in, get into this with you. But the vision of this, the the company. You know, you said you could see something, what you wanted to become. So I want you to walk me through how you've how you've got there, because you're uh, specifically about your marketing approach. Oh man! Well, actually, truth be told, I've never marketed my company
1: my yeah yeah no but but yeah, yeah okay. but I've never marketed yep. I just I I'll, I'll let the work speak for itself and like you said it's a small city and there's only a select few that I think are doing what we're doing specifically when it comes to airless spraying right so there's a little bit of a niche there So explain that, airless spraying. Oh, airless spraying. So essentially, um, so when we go into a house, a lot of people think painting, they think like walls, ceilings, trim and stuff like that. And I think a lot of DIYers or people doing it themselves, they take out a brush and roller and then they hit everything with a brush and roller. Well, with us, what we do is you're spray painting in these houses. So trim, baseboards, doors, railings, um, and you use an airless sprayer to apply the paint. But it's a bit of a skill. You know what I mean? It's... And I hope I'm not getting on anybody here, but I think it's a little bit more of a skill than some. I think every trade has its skill, but it Mm -hmm. has an artistic side to it. I've known great painters who have trouble spraying, but they're really great at other parts of painting. Yeah, it's just a skill. Yeah, it's a skill. So with that, I realized, okay, we have a little bit of a skill, like a niche skill here. Did you enjoy the the creative part of that? I love it. Because it's like... I actually love it. Other than, I mean, we still use a lot of like solvent-based lacquers and stuff. So it's still like a little hazardous, stinky and stuff. Um, But once you get past that, and like I said, you step back Mm -hmm. and you're like, whoa, I just did that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I love every minute of it. I think that's another thing too. If, if If you don't love it, I don't think that you could get to that level.
0: Yep. Well, agreed. And you also couldn't do what you're doing online. Yeah. So back so like, to that, back I ne- to I've market. never, I've
1: never marketed to get the work that I've had here. But yeah. then once I started getting onto social media, um, I was just putting my work out there and it just snowballed. And it was once again, the spring, like, Hey man, like, what did you use? Just sp- like, how'd you do that? What products are you using? What is this? What is that? And I'm just like, Whoa, like you care. Like you got to show me how to do that. And I'm like, okay. So once again, then it's more like, Oh, wow, wow, there's something here, which then again builds more confidence in you. My social media helped me. You know what it did? Those builders before when I was kind of up and coming, they never looked at me before. There wasn't really that much social media there. It's more emails, the touches, you know, that marketing touches. You got to touch them, email them. If they don't get back to you, wait a week, email them again. Mm -hmm. And I did that so much. No one ever got back to me. Or I was like, oh, we have somebody already or this and that. Mm Okay. Okay. And I think maybe time helped that maybe some of the crews were dying off. People are retiring, whatever.
0: Do you think your work, you know, has your work improved drastically as far as finished product from in the last decade? Or are you still pretty?
1: No, I we because we started, this is what I'm very thankful for. We started in the high end game. Mm-hmm. So the bar was set high it was way right up. away. Gotcha. Going to production help me learn things to increase efficiency and productivity. But there's so many things that when you leave production, you leave it at production because you can't bring that shit along with you. Well, you can, it depends, right? It's like anything. It depends who you're working for. But I wanted to work for the best. I wanted to leave the best product, the best finish, best everything, you know? And I found that social media, once I was able to create an Instagram, the portfolio, put the best up on there. Now it's something that people are actually like, Oh, oh okay this guy's legit like yeah i read his emails but like oh damn Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that really helped in the sense of not marketing to get jobs more marketing to prove that we are what we say we are
0: and and for me from the outside watching how you've done it and i i actually caught up with you late so i didn't see how you started it but you built a brand you built a brand on social so now when people come and do their research they're like like you said this guy's legit yeah there's there's your giant portfolio you can't yeah. hide behind no, anything you can't it's your voice it's your face it's, it's your everything. jobs it's your team it's your prep it's all of it it's everything for everyone to see yeah and then they can make the decision if they want to work with you or not they can make
1: decision and it puts a lot of trust in you after because it, it's crazy how social media works when i was busy i almost didn't want if i was spread around doing a few different jobs for a few different people yep. <clears throat> social media almost bit me in the butt because it's like hey man i seen you over here like why aren't you over here and then this guy's like, "Well, hey, well you're over there, like I need you over here." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like that's not actually how it's working. Sometimes it is. Yeah. But it's it's like a double-edged sword, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. So,
0: <laughs> so so to have the walk me through the thought process and and the the putting yourself out there on social like that, building your brand on social and what that felt like. And I the reason I'm asking you this is just because of your like musical background of being a frontman.
1: Oh, okay. I'm kinda
0: of like I yeah. wanna hear what you thought about that.
1: Well, when the band kind of
0: stopped,
1: I was just getting into that real comfortable frontman gig. I was a closet singer, I was a very shy kid. I'm I'm pretty introverted. I'm not really good in crowds. Dude. That is interesting. So I'm not. Me neither. uh, And I'm not good in crowds. And it was hard as a front man because, you know, you you finish your set, you start tearing down. Mm -hmm. It's usually the front guy that goes around, Mm -hmm. mingles. Mm -hmm. That's great. Oh, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of times I just beeline it to my table, Mm -hmm. to my people and just sit. And people will come up and, oh, yeah, great. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Right? But but at, at the same time, I'm not a very... I wouldn't say I'm a very cocky person. I wasn't the guy out there like, yeah, you know, I just slayed it, blah, blah, blah. But I really enjoyed what it did for people. So when the social media came about, I never have ever thought as a marketing person, I was just like, wow, Instagram's cool. Like, man, anybody can be a photographer now. This is awesome. This is incredible. Yeah. I'll post some stuff and then you start seeing the way it works and you're like, oh, crazy. This is nuts. You know what I mean? And then I was like, okay, well, I'll shine a little bit then. You know, maybe I'll put myself out there. Because like I said, before we started, there were so many guys like, dude, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't show the tricks of the trade. Do not do that. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but something that's even my workers were telling me not to do it. Something inside me was like, no, nah, there's something here. Yep. There's something here. So I did my first informative video where I actually had to talk, had to have some sort of dialogue, mm-hmm. explain, teach. Mm-hmm. And it did well. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I know what's best. I hate to say this to all you boys, but like, we are sort of where we are because of me. That's the piece of cockiness that comes out of me. But, I'm scared. I'm that guy that's like, well, if I wouldn't have done it this way, would it have, would would we have been here? Mm -hmm. Would we, would I be there? Would it be like Mm -hmm. this? So I just said, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all out. And it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And I was like, damn. And, um, and like you said, now I've created this marketing and brand awareness that I actually didn't even realize I was doing. I I sort of did. I understand it. I understand how powerful it is. Uh, Instagram's like, the smartest marketing tool ever invented i think i could be wrong I, I mean, i'm a painter but i i think it's super powerful yeah and if you really understand the logistics of it it's
0: incredible mm-hmm. it's very incredible it's very powerful and and to to be the front man on social yeah <clears throat> you know once once you saw some responses it probably gave you some juice to keep going it, with it it gave me some juice it did and
1: um and it wasn't even the the clout from watching myself on no, video. No, no it mm. was more just like, whoa, whoa, all these people are commenting and then it's the private messages and then yep. blowing up and then being like, oh my, Well, And and not blowing up because no, no. I'm not that big on there. You know, I think I think the account's about 21,000 followers now. It's, it's real. Which is. <laughs> it's nothing. Man, is nothing. Dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's like, there's accounts out there like with this or that. But yep. if you know the logistics of it, it would, I always compared it to the band because us as a band said, if we could have just a thousand super fans, Mm -hmm. that's all we'd need. Mm -hmm. That's all you'd need. People that would put time, money, and effort into you. You know, you need what? A thousand people. Yep. And you could do decent Mm -hmm. as a band. Mm -hmm. So I, same way with the Instagram. It's like, keep it real. No bullshit. Show a little bit of your faults. Yep. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because like, no, I'm not going to, show too many mistakes yeah. because this is a portfolio where people are coming to see the work. So yep. it's like, you know, so it's a very thin line between, and this is what I tell people on my podcast, there's a thin line between business and personal. Yep. You shouldn't really mix them too much, in my opinion, when it comes to social media. If you want to do more personal stuff, pictures of your food, leaving the gym, whatever, have a personal page. Yep. But to mix them together, there's a very thin line. But then so many people wanted to see more of that. Like, you know, I get so much feedback just from posting a little story of my son playing piano
0: in my Mm -hmm. living room. Well, (laughs) so then when you start uh, dipping your toe in that, it starts humanizing the brand, which it already is human because it's you. Now it's just another level of humanizing. Yeah.
1: And one friend of mine, he's into marketing and sales, and he explained a lot of it to me because uh, I'm not a big salesman. No. Nah, I find it's hard when I go into a store, I want to be helped, but I don't want you down my throat. Yeah. You know, and that's me. But, um, so I found it the same way. It's like right away, I think I could have took my social media to like that typical place that I think everyone wants to be now. I want the ambassadorships. I want the sponsorships. I want the money. I want the clout. I Mm -hmm. want the guru. Mm -hmm. I want all of that. Mm -hmm. But they don't see like everything that's really involved with that yep. and I am still at a crossroads even to this day. We were just chatting about it, yep. right? Like, yeah, man, yeah. I don't know where to go from here.
0: So what's interesting is you just like slid it in there. You're like, oh, on my podcast. So <laughs> sorry, I wasn't just, no, no, trying to. No, no, just for context though, like when you play this all out and this is zero disrespect, we're in Calgary, Yeah. small market, you're a high-end painter. Yeah. <laughs> You crush it on Instagram and then you're like, oh, I need a podcast. So just, and the reason that the reason I'm rattling those off is because this is me being a little selfish. There's a bunch of uh, businesses in Calgary that are like questioning, well, do I need social? Why would, why Mm -hmm. would I have a podcast? Who wants to hear Mm -hmm. what I have to say? Mm -hmm. Here you are building it out the right way. So dig into why the hell. (laughs) A painter uh, like in I Calgary more more. has started a podcast. Well, I started the
1: podcast because, for one, I was answering so many of the same questions. Um, apparently, people can't read captions very well. Um, there's a, so much stuff that was in the captions, and it's still. And I didn't want to be the that guy that's like read the caption. I'm very like, oh, hey man, like yep. yeah, or her, whatever, you yep. know, because there's a ton of um, uh, of women in the trade too. So it's like everybody's reaching out, but they're all sort of asking me the same question. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, like I'm already so busy. Like, so how do I go about this? I'm like, you know what? I'll start a podcast.
0: (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Is there anybody else? I know the answer is no in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody in North America? How many people in North America have a painting podcast? I think, a well, a few now. Okay. A few now, but in Canada, I would say very minimal. So let's say less than seven.
1: Oh, I think even
0: less than three. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, your, so your head goes there. Yeah, I'm my head spin goes up a podcast. Okay,
1: yeah, and and at and then once again the crossroads. Okay, do I do this just to be genuinely good person? Because my whole take on the social media and teaching people what I was doing wasn't because it's the whole sellout thing. Yep. As soon as it's like, oh, now you want to charge me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, hold on. I didn't want that. Okay. But I think I kind of shot myself in the foot with that because I'm helping so many people, which I love to do. But my whole point was so they can go and make more money. Yep. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's not about that. You have to do a good job. Yes. But you're doing a good job. So hopefully you can make more money. Yep. Get more contracts. Make more money. Yep make more money. <laughs> right. Basics. So it's, yeah, exactly. Basics. So, <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, well sure. I, w- I want to do that for people and I don't want them to feel like that. I'm just selling them. So I did the podcast, spent the thousands on the
0: gear. Dude, when you, when you launched <laughs> your first show, I was like, what the fuck What is this guy I doing? It, it, it came out before my podcast, I think. And I was like, yeah, he beat me to the punch. So, <laughs> was
1: so like- there was another guy online who was going to start a podcast. And it was, I'm the guy that like, I'm sort of like that. I'm like, okay, I'm foreseeing the future with this already. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I should try and be there first. Yep. But I'm also the guy that doesn't want to rush it. It needs to come out right. Mm-hmm. So, To invest, I'm seeing all these other guys do it. I'm like, oh, frick, man. But I knew that if I did it properly, it would hit home better. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start the podcast. I'm not going to charge anybody for it. This is just, yep. I'm just going to do it. Yep. So I don't have to answer all those questions, which I still do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. But now it's more like, hey, man, what do you think about this? Blah, 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 blah. And I'll, Talk to them a little bit about it, and then I'll yeah. be like, "Check out this episode." Yep. So they can go Dude, boom, and they can it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so here you go, right? Yep. So the next phase will eventually be—I I don't know—we'll talk about that. yeah, later. totally, right? But I, yeah, so I, I did the podcast mostly to save myself time, which I don't know if I did.
0: Well, probably not. But you've know. also strengthened your brand. I think so. Which that if your brand is the overarching thing, that's so strong, it makes you money, I and think it makes so. and. In multiple avenues, right? Yeah. More jobs. Yeah. Whatever deals come across the table. Absolutely. And I hope, like, my dream for it all would, would be able
1: to just tour around North America or Europe. Like, I got a lot of following yep. in Europe and Australia and, and Great Britain. And I'd love to just be able to go around and just teach and do seminars. It's possible, though, right? It's very possible. Oh, man. Let's not even get on that.
0: I know, but, like, but to... Mm. You know, if you had a vision for the for the paint company, you knew kind of where you wanted to go and how yeah. you wanted to play. Here you are I am, doing and it. And I'm at a crossroads right now because I don't know.
1: Uh, my heart is telling me to do that. It's saying, yeah, you should do that. Look what it's already done. You can do it. People will want it. People need yep. it. It will help them. But now I've also put my company to a place that I've worked so hard to get. And I'm like, okay, hold on. What am I like? of my I, I can't just quit yeah, and these jobs now are giving me great content so now I'm like, Ooh. I'm like oh. so yeah yeah we'll it's see, well, we'll it's, it's a
0: good
1: spot to be it's a good spot to be, but I'm just getting overwhelmed yeah it's just what avenue to go and now social media is taking a turn that in my personal opinion I don't think is a good direction I think it's that iceberg thing again. Yeah. Right? So many people are seeing like, oh man, I can do this now. Yep. And I tell, us say this on my podcast all the time. We all can't be there. Not really. Yep. It's, it's, it's not like, a lot of room up there. It, well, there is a lot of room, but it's like, what's, what I'm having trouble with right now is like, what draws the line between good and bad? Yep. You know, I was just talking about this with my wife the other day, actually about, about girls and women. Cause I have a daughter. Um, Cause there's so much information out there now that everyone has an opinion about something. But I was just saying to her, like, you know, what's happening with humans is that we're all becoming too much the same, you know? So it's like my daughter, she's 13, whatever. I see her with her friends. They're all look (laughs) the same. They've all dressed exactly the same. What I said to my wife, I was like, you know, what's crazy now though is now more than ever, it matters what's up here. And what's in here? Because now, sorry, sweethearts, you all look the same. So, what's gonna distinguish you from the next? Mm-hmm. From the next? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna find the love of your life? How it's all gonna come down to inside of you. Yep. So I think that's the problem with social media that people are just seeing things and they just wanna be there and they just they don't want to get left out. So I'm gonna twist your
0: mind here for a second. Oh, here we go. All right, uh, go. I think you've I think you've already you've answered your uh your crossroads. Mm. I think if you if you decide to to slow it down and not do you, then you're like you're vanilla like everybody else. <sighs> if you go all in on you, I know. And it's like it's like blinders on. I don't care what's out there. This is this is me. This mm. is my heart. This is what's in my mind. Yeah. It's tough though, bro, because you know oh,
1: what you know what's <laughs> brutal about it right now is that I've worked so hard to get to a point where we're doing an amazing job on amazing projects. I get easily offended when someone is using social media in a way to expedite the narrative you're seeing. Yeah. It's like fake. Like, it's And you're like, yo, like, why should you stand on the same podium as, as me? Yep. You didn't suffer the same as I did. Yeah. So it's a little bit, I'm yeah, at yeah. that crossroads there because I like, Every day I'm like ready to just be like, fuck it all. Fuck you all. I don't like, really, do I need to compete Mm -hmm. in here? Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, like, well, if I want to touch people and help people, then I need to be like really in there. Well, and it keeps (laughs) me moving forward, right? It keeps me moving forward. So like, once again, I'm at a crossroads and you're right. I know what the answer is, but I'm just trying really hard to figure out how to do it without pissing people off, sounding arrogant Hmm. and selling out.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah, and you have a bunch of other things too, right? Family to keep together, and like yeah, yeah. So but I fun. but I know that there's income there to be yeah. made. Yep. So I'm like, <laughs> interesting. Do you um, <laughs> you know, and before we got on camera too, or maybe right at the start, we you were just talking about like not being a marketing person. Mm-mm. Is it never have been? But when you look back on this, did, did can you see what you've pulled off
1: here? I definitely see it. I. Once again, piece of me is like, dude, you should have just been ruthless from the beginning. You should have started charging from the beginning. You should have created it all from the beginning.
0: But, but it's you've probably all seen those about people. genuine following. That's what it's about, man. And th- I think that the chasing is like a quick win. To cut somebody to get a job
1: is a quick win. Yes, it's a quick win. And I think that's happening a lot on social media. And I can't hate on anybody. I've said this on my podcast. If, if you're doing something to make a buck to feed your family, great. Go. But I'm more on the integrity side of it. What are you doing to make that buck? Yeah. Well, like how much wool are you going to pull over people's eyes? Like, mm. You know, and mm. I'm not into that. Mm. But another painter said to me, "You, why aren't you there? Why are you not there when you should be one of the ones that are there? Yep. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, I was like, this guy's totally right. I'll be doing it, you know, an injustice to people wanting to learn the right way if yep. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And who's to say if my way is the right way? I, there is so many different ways to yep. skin a cat. That's what they say in the painting mm-hmm. world too. It's yeah. like, there's so many different ways to do it, but there is still a proper way based yep. on good principles and stuff like that. Yep. So, oh, I don't know, man. I think,
0: I think you're going to figure it out. I think it's uh Because you have done it. I think you just, once you figure out your scale issue of how to, how to make it all happen, I think it'll it'll be very clear.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many avenues. Social media is a great thing, but I think humans, I actually don't think humans are really far along using it now to know really what it's going to do. Like there's no data on this to see what it's going to do in the next 10, 15 years.
0: the, The interesting thing is for characters like you and I, it's helped you build a business. It has. It's helped me build my business. Yes. And when you can, when you do it the right way, and you can uh, not listen to everything and not look what's happening outside outside your lane, you keep doing your thing and do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Social is a good thing. It's a great thing, but I think that the highway and those lanes are
1: just getting so much more broader. For sure. They're letting so much more stuff in. You know, like here's a great example. I. On top of it all, (laughs) (laughs) I uh, tried to start a furniture refinishing line. You know, I had my shop. It was sitting empty. There it is, sitting empty. I'm paying random. Like, oh, my God. Like, I need, you know, you know what? I lay down some fire finishes. There's a huge market for it. Huge market for it. I'm like, I could easily do this.
0: (laughs) Get between, a bunch of between the hours of eleven PM and two AM, pretty much, okay. pretty much. Yeah. And just
1: well, and that was a little bit slow at the time. So yeah, so I out so once again, I'm like, okay, I just need to do like I'll do ten pieces, I'll reveal ten pieces, I'll sell ten pieces, I'll keep it exclusive. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> Why? No. Well, I think it comes <laughs> right back down to the social media. Everybody and their dogs do furniture now, mm. and. Online is like such a huge part of people's everyday life now yep. that they don't see the value in paying, you know, maybe $800 to $1,000 on a paint job on a piece of furniture. Yep. So that was probably my fault in the sense of like not doing the, you know, the market yep. analysis, seeing yep. like, is this your demographic for it? I definitely think there still is a demographic mm-hmm. for it, but it's from what I'm doing. It's very, very specific. Mm-hmm. And for me to blame people would be, you know, a little childish. Yeah. But, but at the same time, those are the things that really screw up the markets sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, and if you work with high-end clients, they're just going to buy it new. Yeah, You know, they can afford it. Yeah. So why, unless you want something really ornate, something you want to keep in the mm-hmm. family. Custom. Okay, great. Custom. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't sell any of them mm-hmm. and no one wanted, and I did it. I went, I did everything. Facebook, I went designers. I went, every, I, and that was the sales part of me that, was, that I hated. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, now I got to try and sell all this stuff and be mm-hmm. greasy. And I, hey, mm-hmm. hey, buy this furniture. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Which, oh well, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, but it's an interesting test though, right? It was a very interesting test actually. Um, it, it, showed me that that's not my area
0: or didn't give it enough time or you didn't know you're it with totally the right, person, right do you need any or, furniture my basement's full of fucking furniture I bet you I get a good deal now too oh, right? I fucking right. <laughs> something. <laughs> how much is the storage <laughs> worth in your basement? Three. How much for oh, a foot? Oh, I've
1: actually I actually started giving some of it away cuz
0: my wife's going to kill me. Dude, the other crazy thing is you can do uh you can do a charity event and you know like you could get very creative with what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and you know, it's another arm of how many mm-hmm. things you got going on. Well, so
1: it's my buddy, my one buddy Donnie that said to me he's like, "Dude, you're not going to be able to do this all yourself. You have to resource. You have to outsourced other people you need to start a little network but I'm that guy that's like I can fucking take over the world oh Mm. man I got this I'll I'll take care of this you know what I mean and you're right you know I probably didn't go hard enough with it um but it was something that spur the moment like can you do this dude fuck Danny you could do this but it makes sense though
0: so there's it it, makes a ton of sense there's something
1: right there if I was in a bigger demographic like a bigger population Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I think that furniture would would they would sell like hotcakes but there's not very many people here market. and i'm looking at like people in the states and there was one page specifically where they paint this furniture they crate it up and they ship it and i'm like whoa and i'm like oh okay well it's going from like austin to like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. another place in texas yeah, so Dallas. Like, yeah it's not going for like i just posted one the other day and i was like any takers like literally, anybody want this? Bueller. <laughs> and literally a guy was like, do you deliver? And he's in the States. And I'm like, I'll FedEx it to you. But I actually wouldn't because it's probably not worth it. But but um, yeah. So it's like but I think that that social media is screwing that up a little bit. Just a little bit. Yep. I think that nowadays we're giving the tools to people, which is why the guys in the beginning are saying, Don't teach this stuff to
0: people. Mm. Why would you do that? why would you do that it's interesting though right it's interesting that when you've come up with the idea and everyone's saying don't do it you're like no this feels right yep and now you know you've got to this point and now you try another idea and it's you're thinking like "Eh, these other people like it's just it's an interesting circle it's a very interesting because you you could think again you could be like no i'm gonna do it my way which i did
1: yep and i think i'll like guys like you and my other marketing guys are like dude like what you didn't put it on like this? You didn't like do any advertising? You're like, oh, well, of course. And but then there's me being like, well, it was me. Just I think it's me against myself for sure. And I'm just like, can you do this? Like, it's a test. It's a test. Mm-hmm. I'm always testing.
0: Myself. Which you have to though. If you if you're I doing your own to. thing, who else I is going to do it? Do
1: man. It's just like part of me. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way because I do not want to be sitting there years later. It was like the podcast. <laughs> like, do I do this now? Ah, no, I'll just wait. Until what? Until everybody and their mom's doing it? Until they have time. Until they have time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think being first is a good thing. Yep. But just do it right, yep. right? So, and I was doing the furniture right. Other than the sales part, the furniture was immaculate. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it too was immaculate. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, so like gloves like, to like, sit on it. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, like,
1: really? You're like, look at this thing. It's amazing. <laughs> You're not going to find this anywhere else. <laughs> buy it. <laughs> and they're just like, like, buy it. And just, but once again, it's like uh, a Ritzier clientele, and it's like, well, why would I pay two thousand dollars for a vintage piece of furniture that's been painted mm-hmm. when I can get like a really nice piece of furniture? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm not upset with it. I have all the. I think my wife's more upset with it because we have all this furniture in our house. Now. <laughs> You're swap some things in. Well, out. it's starting to show up in places <laughs> in the house. I'm like, there you go, there you
0: go. So like, perfect. Uh, so good, man. Yeah. Um, this has been a really cool chat. Yeah, man. Um, I end the show with one question. When sure. I say Calgary, where's your head go?
1: I think my head always just goes stampede. I think it's. Uh, it's Calgary, man. It's born and raised Calgarian. Born and, and raised stampede. Calgarian. And, yep. and, 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 well, I think that's, the stampede is like, Do you watch Yellowstone? No. They dropped the Calgary Stampede in Yellowstone. No and one part in the show, the guy asked the other guy, so what's the craziest rodeo you've ever been to? Calgary, Alberta, Stampede. Hmm. Greatest outdoor show on earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, just, uh, yeah, I, I think of that. I think, of, I think. I actually really do think community i think that uh and it the more the population grows and it's like oh you were born and raised here and it's like oh wow not too many of them we're anomalies yeah it's like oh wow and that makes me feel really good Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah definitely or my kids when we go to like a flames game or we go wherever we Mm -hmm. go to the mall Mm -hmm. and it's like oh hey what's that and then my my kid finally like you know everybody i was like no I've just lived here my whole life, mm-hmm. so and if they've lived here their whole life, more than likely you're going to know them. Yeah, you know, and yep. that's a great thing. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, it's a great thing, man.
0: Um. Oh yeah. Thanks again. You're welcome. I'm like Thank I'm, you. I'm pumped to watch. <laughs> Whatever you pull out your hat next online, because it's gonna yeah, be something.
1: I'm not sure yet, man. We'll make something happen, I
0: think. But it's cool. Right. I've I've obviously got to watch you on social. I've got to see your work in on job sites, which is really cool. So yeah, yeah. It's a our, our worlds collided at a perfect time. So. Very cool. Yeah, and I appreciate it,
1: man. And I appreciate uh, all the kind stuff that you say because uh, you know it feels good. You yeah, know, man. I appreciate that. Yep,
0: you need yeah. it. Thanks for having me on. Yep, thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.